Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College hoops, coast to coast, my man Sweeney. We got a little midday action. I can't wait. Uh, our first head coach on coast to coast this year, right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 So long. Good one for it. Good one for it. High level, man. High level. Long time assistant coach has had a ton of success. He's one of the guys you root for to get the opportunity, and now he's gotten the opportunity and didn't get a job that um, maybe was like super ready, but at the same time got a great job which those are hard to get when you become a first-time head coach. So excited for Coach Stubblefield. He's going to be on today with us. Uh, he's done a great job out of the gate, has a tough, uh, relentless type of team that's very competitive and uh, has had a lot of success early. And I'm excited to do what he continues to do as far as building. But in year one, to be able to have this kind of foundation for his guys that play that hard, has been impressive to watch. I'll let Kevin say a couple quick words and then we'll let Coach Stubbs come in. Yeah, I wrote about it like the last, this week about, you know, the, the first year at coaches who've had a lot of success and, and certainly Coach Doublefield belongs in that conversation. done a tremendous job. And I watch, I watch a lot of college basketball, as I think all of you know. I'm not sure I've seen a team play harder than this DePaul team does at its, at its top of playing hard. I mean, they – they, there are moments when you watch them and they're just flying all over the court. Uh, they're diving for loose balls. They're playing with great energy. So it's been fun to watch. And uh, you know, certainly looking forward to, to seeing them. I'm going to see them this weekend when they play Northwestern and Evanston. Uh, it's a good rivalry game. They had another rivalry game with UIC. Uh, yep. Yesterday night, tough rivalry win. Played Loyola. So they've been, they've been all around Chicago playing, beat Louisville last week. So uh, things on the upswing at DePaul under Coach Stubbs. Yeah, fresh off a win last night. Got the big win against Louisville. We'll bring in Coach Stubblefield now. Coach, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you guys for having me. Doing good, just staying busy, but I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, so you're the first head coach, second head coach on the network, first head coach on this show to okay. come on. So that's a big deal. We normally try to get assistance, but we're changing the game a little bit, trying to go after a little more head coaches, and we want you to be first. So we appreciate you taking the time. 
Uh, just talk about the transition. We can talk about the team, but talk about the transition. You go from being an assistant at Oregon, associate head coach, as a matter of fact, uh, at the highest level with Dana Altman, had a ton of success there recruiting high-level pros and players and wins. Then you get the opportunity to get the interview, get the job. Take us through some of that and what it's been like building the foundation. Well, it's definitely been very hectic, you know, and especially getting the job during the pandemic, um, you know, with the COVID and everything. So when I got the job in April, it's just a matter of putting together the best staff that I could put together and trying to you know, go out and recruit some guys. But, you know, with COVID and being really restricted from what we could do from a recruiting standpoint, was doing pretty much everything via Zoom, right. watching a lot of film, tape, um, working the phones as hard as we could to see who were the best available guys out there who were really going to fit how we want to play at DePaul, um, our culture, and what we were trying to get done. Then again, putting the best guys we could put together as a staff that were going to get in here and really roll up their sleeves, um, recruit hard, um, be ready to work with our guys on the floor from a development standpoint, and put them in a position to be successful. So it's been very hectic, but um, it's been a great hectic uh, wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, living in a great city in Chicago, um, have a great situation here at DePaul. Yep. Just looking forward to building this program. Yeah, absolutely. I I'll pick your brain real quick. So recruiting is something that you're known for, being an elite of the elite. Tell me what it is, one thing, if you can give any any of the secret sauce of the gumbo, what is it that you look for as far as the athletes that you bring in and what we'd be looking forward to bringing at the ball? You know, guys that can play multiple positions, guys that can guard multiple positions, just the versatility. Um, that's a um, big part of the success we had at Oregon is guys that can play multiple positions, guys that get, you know, guard multiple positions. We are able to switch. We are able to use our length and athleticism. And guys that are just really blue-collar guys that are going to go out there and lay it on the line night in and night out and play hard and the guys that are coachable. Yep, yep. I'm going to steal one more and I'm going to let Kevin – take it kevin did feature one of your players in his 27 so i'm gonna let him ask about him too but to tell me this coach the narrative sometimes for assistants that are really good recruiters is that that's all they can do and now you're in the head seat and you're proving you can really coach basketball you can really lead an organization you can really get guys to buy in and compete at the highest level for winning what would you say to kind of that narrative if you don't mind speaking on it for yourself or for in general if you don't mind just kind of touching on it, because you're living it now. You're showing, you know, I can do way more than just recruit. I can coach. But sometimes it takes a long time to just get that shot to be able to prove that you can. Let me tell you about that narrative. And I, and I really feel that it's an unfair label. And I told a lot of people that along my journey, because, again, as an assistant coach, you got to be able to recruit. And you got to be able to go get the best talent you can get to give yourselves a chance to be successful. Yep. So again, um, you you have to be able to recruit at a high level. So that's something that comes with it. So you go out there and you get the best players you can get. Then they say, well, Kenny coach, well, you know, everybody's a part of a program where you're doing scouting reports. You, you, right. You're working with the guys individually, individual instruction. And I worked for some great coaches that let me be a big part of it. And Mick Cronin, um, Dana Altman, Lou Henson, that really taught me the game and let me be a big part of game planning and things of that nature. So say as an assistant, if you're just built on all the coaching and 
game prep and those things and you don't recruit, well, if you don't have the players, you're only going to get be as right. good as the talent that you have out there on the floor. So right. I really think that's really unfair to a lot of assistant coaches, a lot of minority assistant coaches. I think it's a very catch two situation, catch twenty two situation because again, you can get labeled as a recruiter and you get the players, but then they question your coaching. And if you don't get the players, you're probably going to get fired because you don't have good enough talent. So I really think that's a very tricky situation. I think a lot of assistants get caught up in that. And that's what I was stressing to search firms, to ADs is, hey, you, you guys want to say, well, these guys are just recruiters. Well, to put yourself in the best situation to be successful, you have to have players. Players win games. You have to have talent out there on that court that can get it done and make them come together collectively as a team. And if you don't have the talent, you're probably not going to be very successful. Right. Very true. Well said. I'm going to let Kevin take it. Yeah. I mean, obviously you were with Dana Altman for what, 11 years, uh, whether it's an on the court thing, a off the court, a program building thing, what's one big thing that you learned from him that you've applied into your own program today? You know, I, I, I learned so much from Dana Altman that I don't necessarily say it was one big thing, but you know, just the day to day of how you go about your, business of, of not getting too high when things are going great and not getting too low when things aren't going very well. Just being even keel, um, working hard every day. It's about the players getting these young men better so that they can have the best experience they can have at the college level on and off the court. It's all about their experience and being there for the guys and getting them better academically getting them better on the court so they can have the best experience possible just knowing that we're here to provide all that support for them obviously chicago's you know an incredible basketball city whether you know you think about high schools but obviously the college programs as well and the nba i mean the history is is incredible and i think one of the cool things that, that you guys are doing at depaul is you're playing everyone in, in the city you know you played uh loyola chicago a couple weeks ago at your place you're going to go to their gym next year i believe you played at UIC last night. You're going to Northwestern in Evanston uh, on Saturday. How important is that to you to, you know, get involved and, and connect those Chicago rivalries now that you're a head coach in, in the area? Well, you know, some of it, you know, it was the hand I was dealt when I got the job, you know, <laughs> but it's been good. You know, playing Lowell, the coach Valentine's doing a great job over there. The success that they've had with Porter, he's picked right up where Porter left off. So, you know, it speaks volumes. They have a very good basketball team. Um, UIC has got a very good team. You know, uh, I, I was telling our guys when you're playing these games, throw the records out the window. Um, these guys know each other. They play with each other in the summer. Um, a lot of them are friends. So you can throw the records out the windows. Guys are going to go out there and play hard for 40 minutes. And obviously, Coach Collins at Northwestern, they're off to a great year. So I really like those games. I think it's good for the fans. It's good for the alums. Um, it's good for the city. It's some excitement about these games. I really do like them. And, you know, two guys who've been, you know, huge to your success are guys that, that you inherited in Javon Freeman Liberty and David Jones and Jones in particular, I think 33 and 14 against Louisville and that huge road win. Talk about the process of, you know, getting those guys to buy in once you got once you got the job and then uh, how you've been able to work with them to get the most out of their games because they've had huge years this year, you know, better than their previous season in college. 
Well, the, the, those are two really good players. And um, once I got the job, you know, I, I didn't watch any film prior of DePaul. I wanted to kind of develop my own opinion on these guys. So that was going to be built off the individual instruction we were having, our workouts, just building relationships and trust with these guys on and off the court. So them were two guys I really identified very early on when I got the job that I really wanted to be a part of this. And those are great young men on and off the court. Obviously, they're very talented basketball players, but they've been very coachable um, to buy in to what we're asking them to do. Um, they're guys that want to get better. They have a very high IQ for the game as far as studying and just getting in here and want to be the best players they are, but they're hard workers. Um, Javon's doing a good job of providing leadership, being more vocal, and that's something that, you know, it's not a big part of his DNA. He's not a big talker, but he's coming out of his shell and he's providing some leadership for our guys. You know, David Jones plays with great energy every time he steps out there on the court. And the reality of it is, you know, David really is a freshman. You know, he came here last year, December, had to sit out for three or four weeks just due to the COVID protocols and things of that nature. And you're just thrown right into the Big East. So without any summer prior, no fall, that's hard for anybody. So just being here, having a full summer, a fall, he's really prepared himself to be successful. What what did that Louisville win mean? Obviously, that was kind of the moment where I think a lot of people were like, "Okay, this is this is a little different. This is you know this this team's really making progress." I think if you were falling close, you saw that progress coming before. But but what did that win, especially on the road, mean for for you guys and the confidence it can build? You know, in, in your program moving forward. Well, I think it was a big win for our program, and the biggest thing is that was our first road game. So we hadn't played in front of a hostile crowd. So to go to Louisville and play in front of 15,000 and be able to come out there with the win was very, very important. And then to fight through some adversity, you know, our guys, we know we were down nine to 10 in the first half and got down nine to 10, I think in the second half. And our guys could have very easily gave into it, but um, they stuck together, fought through it and found a way. So I, I think from a confidence standpoint, that really, helped our guys to know that they can go on the road and be able to pull it off and they beat a very good Louisville basketball team. So give me like the uh, the one-minute recruiting pitch. What makes DePaul a special place to want to be? It's going to take a lot more than one minute. <laughs> yeah. you, you got as much time as you need. <laughs> I got you. You know, we got a great situation here at DePaul. Um, opportunity to get a great education. Um, where DePaul and Lincoln Park is a great area of Chicago, one of the more affluent areas of the city. So from that standpoint of coming here and getting a great education, we have all that in place. The opportunity to play in the Big East, you know, one of the top two or three leagues in the country. I mean, the Big East speaks for itself. It's a basketball league and the success that this league is having in the non-conference has been phenomenal. You know, you're talking about a league that has 11 teams, and you're going to get 6 to 17 in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, you're going to play in great cities and great venues and um, national TV and all of those things. And then Chicago. Chicago is a great city. It's a great city to live in. It's a great city to recruit to. You know, it's something for everybody in Chicago. So we have a lot of positives with this situation. The thing about it, DePaul has had success. And that's one thing that was very important when I took this job is it's been done here before. It's yeah. been a while, but they've had great players from Quentin Richardson, 
to Marcus Wire to Rod Strickland, like, you know, Bobby Simmons, and you know, I'm I'm late leaving some names off, but they have had great success here. Um, it's a city that you can recruit to. There's great basketball in the city, in the suburbs, and just from a national standpoint, yeah. DePaul is a brand. I know that was longer than one minute, but um, no, that there's was a lot good. of positives was, here. I love that. I love it. Here. That was a that was great, Coach. What what about your program specifically, like your DePaul? And I'm sure it's our DePaul with your staff and your program. But what is Coach Stubblefield DePaul program? What's the kind of the inside fabric look like? What's some of the things that are important to what you're building there? You know, character. You know, the guys that want to work hard. And again, it, it's more than just basketball. You know, this is about life, and these guys having a great college experience. And again, when we recruit you to Nepal, this isn't a four-year relationship. This is a lifetime relationship with us. And we want these guys to have the best experience possible to come here to work hard and just have a great opportunity and just know that we're here to support them and give them all the support they need. But guys that are just blue-collar, hard workers that want to take advantage of the opportunity that we have here. And we want guys that want to get better. You know, that's something that's big, important to us, that want to work hard that want to be successful, that are willing to um, give to the team. You know, we, there is no individual entries, you know, into the NCAA tournament. Either we all make it or none of us make it. You know, this is not an individual sport. So you have to give something for the betterment of the team. So that's what's important to us and what we're looking for to build this program. Yeah, great answer, Coach. Um, much more thorough than, than than some people's answers. So I appreciate that. That's really good. Um my question is, uh, my last one is, how do you get these guys to play so hard? How do you do that? You know, I, I don't think it's just me. I think it's our staff and just, you know, just, you know, again, watching film with guys and, again, putting it back on them. That You know, guys know when they're playing hard and not playing hard and just getting guys to believe and buying into it and just, you know, again, reiterating to these guys that, you know, there's more in the tank than what they think they have. There's a little bit more there. And then guys believing in that and then, leadership of them guys coaching themselves you know they know when they're all laying it on the line or when they're kind of slacking off so they're, they're these guys are smart you right. know they're, they're smart and um they know what it takes to be successful and that's the only way we got a chance and we could go out there and play as hard as we can play and still might not get it done that night right. but if we don't we definitely don't have a chance so we just gotta um they gotta trust we have to build those relationships with them that they want to go out there and lay it on the line for us is that is that part, Coach? Is it great teams are player led? Is some of that within the locker room? Did you inherit some of those guys? Did you intentionally recruit that? Has it just kind of been a little bit of a perfect storm where you click with some guys early and they bought in and others bought in? How has that part of it been? You know, I think it's been a little bit of the perfect storm and just about building these relationships. Again, you got to know these guys to really be able to coach them and to coach them hard. You have to have a relationship off the court with these guys as well because again you can't coach a guy hard until you really know him and what makes him tick right and you know again it's about developing that trust that they know you care and that you have their best interest at heart and again you got to have leadership we have some older more experienced guys brandon johnson who transferred back from minnesota you know he's a fifth year guy you know javon freeman liberty you know he transferred here from valpo well, he's older um so we have some older guys here that have really taken on a leadership role and can talk to those other guys that have come in about what it takes to win at this level. Right. Very well said. 
I'm gonna ask a funny question at the end, but I want to let Kevin. So, any funny story you got for us, Coach? We're gonna go to that next. But okay, Kevin, get one last one in, and then I'll come back. Yeah, let's look ahead a bit to Saturday. It's a huge game, right? It's a, it's a city rivalry to a certain extent, and you know, Northwestern has kind of owned the series of late. It feels like what what is what what will be important for you guys if you're gonna win that game on Saturday on the road in Evanston? We're gonna have to play hard. We're gonna have to be together. Again, it's going to be a hostile environment. So we're, we're going to have to be one unit. And there's going to be some adversity over the course of that game. We've got to stick together and fight through it. But we're really going to have to defend. We're going to have to rebound the basketball. And we're going to have to play together and make plays for one another. Again, Coach Collins is doing a great job with this team. They've got older experienced guys they've been having some success this year obviously so we're going to be connected as one unit to be able to go in there on the road and pull this off on saturday all right so we always like to ask coach funny story any time in your career that you can share with us anything that's just like a behind the curtain man this one time (laughs) boy i gotta think about that one a funny story Woo! i didn't prepare you i should have prepared you coach but sometimes it's fun that we can get the organic man Man, I'm trying to think of a funny story in the course of my career. Woo. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that. So, so, so we've had some good ones. I'll give you, I'll buy you some time. We've had some guys uh forget their belt. Some guy, one guy forgot his pants. He had to steal one from the steal pants from the manager. Um, we've had some dad stories about you know childhood or kids that they have at home. We've had uh we've had a, we had a little bit of everything. Um we've had a little bit of everything. Referee stories, uh, forgot forgot the clipboard stories. We we got a little bit of everything. So well, I, I've had a lot of those situations where I where I where I forgot things on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the funniest story. I, oof. I tell you what, I tell you what, it, it's not necessarily a funny story. We were playing Baylor when I was at Oregon. Okay. I think it was three or four years ago, and it was like December 23rd. It was our game right before Christmas. And it's not necessarily funny, but it, it was one of them stories where we're making a run. The game is close. It's the last two or three minutes in the game. And the ref, I felt, in my opinion, missed the call. So, you know, obviously you're getting on the ref a little bit. You know, you're it's intense. And as an assistant, there's only so much you should be saying. I had overstepped my boundaries. <laughs> I said something to the ref. He was running down to the end of the court. He stopped in his tracks, ran back, and got in my face. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm about to get a technical foul. I'm going to be in trouble. He told me to sit my ass down and don't stand up and say another word. And he said, that's your Christmas gift for the year. And ran away. <laughs> that, that, and you know, how you, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to blow this in front of me. 10,000 people at Baylor, he runs back at me to sit down, don't say another word. Now, that's your Christmas present for the year. Right <laughs> way. And that was the relief. I hadn't said another word to that ref since. <laughs> Coach, that was funny after all. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking, Jesus, it's 65 to 65. We made this run back here. I'm about to get a technical and blow this. But, yeah, he had my heart racing right there. Yeah, I like that he actually knew that he could have gave you one. He said, this is your Christmas gift. I'm this, is your Christmas, this is your early Christmas present, to be exact. <laughs> uh, now how, how did you guys end up in the game? Obviously, we, we got beat. Tang them goddess. Drew them goddess. You know, they had a hell of a team. Yes. And obviously, yes. they're doing a great job. And let me say this. Guys like Tang, you know, Katie, them guys are deserving of opportunities. Yeah. You know, you, you don't realize all the work that them guys 
put into it. And Coach Tang, he's deserving of an opportunity. And I just hope they get the opportunity because they can get the job done. They're, yeah. Them guys are prepared. Them assistants are ready for their opportunity. T tell me this, Coach. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, I'm a huge advocate of what you just talked about, uh, for sure, without a doubt. And I know Kevin is – he's been great as well, as long as many others. But I'm curious of, of this. Is it hard to decide – because most people don't get a chance to get a DePaul, right? So is it hard when you're at a Jerome Tang or Tony Stubblefield level at the top of the top, associate head coach, to take the uh, 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 maybe a low major job that's just not set up to win just so you can be a head coach? Is that part a struggle? Because then sometimes people think, well, he hasn't gotten a job yet. That makes he's not he's not ready for it or he's not good enough. When really it's like, I don't want to leave this to go get my head beat in, you know, and I have a real chance right there. You have a support, you have a great situation. So those don't normally happen. So speak to that if you don't mind. That's a great question. Let me say this as an assistant for 28 years, people said, well, Scott, when are you going to take a job? Do you want to be a head coach? Well, I turned down probably six to eight jobs. And again, just from what you said, I didn't think that there was a commitment from their administration Right. to winning um i thought they were very very challenging jobs i had a great situation at oregon we were having great success and i'm just going to be a, honest the amount of money that assistants are making now yeah. at a high level yeah you you had to be willing to look at taking a pay cut if you really want to be a head coach in certain situations and you know i was prepared to do that but i wanted it to be a situation where i thought i could go be successful Man. so to answer your question yeah you you, you want to be a head coach but you want to take a job where you got a fighting chance yep. and to have a fighting chance you got to have support from the administration your athletic director there's got to be a commitment on their end to winning. Now, we know it ain't going to be the best job in the league. We're, no, we're not getting that. But right. at least give us a fighting chance to give us an opportunity to be successful. Yep. This don't, you know, it's almost like sometimes it's just set up for failure yep. from the start. So, you know, these guys are deserving of the right opportunities. And, again, they don't have to be Kentucky. You don't have to be Duke. But give them a chance where they can go be successful. And they will be. And, again, you know, that's decisions that they have to make. Um at those levels and that's a decision i had to make and i was just very blessed and fortunate that the DePaul job come along dwayne pv our athletic director was somebody that i knew got it he understood it. he came from kentucky um he had done it at a high level he knows what it looks like he made the commitment and our administration at DePaul has been great and i was just lucky to get this opportunity right, right. so those guys you know they just they're deserving of the right opportunity where they got a chance to go be successful. Yeah, and I salute you. And obviously in the same city, we got Drew Valentine, who's on the other side of it, young as can be, but getting the opportunity to do it and showing, okay, we can be successful. So now the next guy does have an opportunity. So salute to you uh, and other guys who are in that seat. And we're talking to you, so we'll salute you here. You're doing a great job, Coach. Keep it up because you are opening that door for people to see, like, well, wait a minute. He's just good. Why didn't we do this a long time ago? Why didn't we? Why don't we look at the next guy like a Jerome Tang, like a KT Turner, uh, some of those names? So I, we appreciate you, Coach. We salute you. We appreciate you coming on. And uh, Kevin, any last words you got that we'll let Coach roll? No, I appreciate appreciate you hopping on, man. It's been a been awesome and fun to watch you guys play. Like I said earlier, you guys play as hard as anybody, and it's been it's been entertaining. It really has been great for the city.
I appreciate it, Kevin. If you got any food recommendations for me, text me at any time. I love to eat. Absolutely. Shoot me a text. I'm still finding the good spots, but I will I will hit you with those for sure. I appreciate it. He's moving from that college budget to the professional budget. So he's gonna have some different he's gonna have some different options for you coming up. Well, and I'm still good with the college budget too. I'm good with it all. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks again, coach. Good luck. Good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, awesome stuff. Can't say enough. Uh, we'll let Kevin lead the way, and then we'll close it out. Yeah, it's gonna be a big game Saturday. I'm excited to see him. Like I said, I mean, these guys, these guys are battlers. They've got they got two studs, two guys who I think are pros in some form or fashion, and Javon Javon Freeman Liberty and David Jones, and you know they got guys flying around. They're blocking shots, and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. And again, they're gonna be I think they're gonna be competitive in the Big East. They're gonna be a tough out. They're they're not gonna be a team you want to play. And I think. In year one, when you're still building your roster and building your culture, getting to a point where you are just a pain in the neck to play against is a pretty good first step. And I think they've certainly hit that and more so far. So, you know, kudos to Coach Doublefield and, you know, certainly looking forward to tracking their tracking their program this year and beyond. Yeah, I'll say uh, to piggyback that, he kind of touched on it. I think recruiting is only going to go up. You know, there were some limitations. Uh, they did a great job in the portal with what they could do. Uh, and then the second part, I, I just think it's – amazing to think as long as I've been in the business as a coach and I've been with Stubbs on the road, I've talked to him, but I've never heard of Dan, I've never heard of Tony Stubblefield interview. I've never heard one, yeah. never seen one, never heard one, never really heard him talk basketball outside of like life on the road when you're sitting next to a guy at a game and, or you go to eat with a bunch of group and you're talking just kind of casual. I've never heard him talk basketball. And I think the part that he spoke to, like how well-spoken he is, how clear he is on his vision, how much he understands winning. And the fact he said he's turned down six to eight, that narrative's never really been out there. That has always been a narrative of, oh, when is he going to get a job? Or is he ever going to get a job? Or So I just think it was great to, to be able to hear his side of the story and talk about his program and the fact of um, the character and the things that they believe in behind the scenes to make the product that we've seen so far be what it is. So awesome. Salute to them. Kev, we're going to let you get back to it. Shy Town's finest. Let's go. Uh, I think I think Tony Stubblefield is Shy Town's finest. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll give him that honor for the day. Yes, he does get that. It was we had two of Shy Town. I had to get out of the way. It's like Shy Town and Shy Town. There's not a room for me in here, you know. Uh, but I snuck in. So awesome stuff. Uh, DePaul has been impressive, and looking forward to more college hoops coast to coast. You know where to find us. We we'll back next week for one more episode before the holiday. Uh, yeah, can't wait. Till the meantime. Keep it real. That's Kevin's favorite part, by the way. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.